Peace. This Love is Hope Radio. Retrograde and Mercury stationing direct. I don't think I could be any happier to hear that news. Um, our caller from last week, Mel, uh, mentioned that he discovered our show um, looking up some information on a Mercury retrograde. So uh, it's it's a known I'm trying to make it work for y'all because I know people are anticipating the show now and they're wanting to find out what's going on in the week ahead. Um, once again, if you'll press one on your line, if you're unable to hear me or if I'm breaking up really bad and I can make some adjustments on this end, I apologize. We're going to work it out for y'all. Um, let's into it. I definitely wanted to recap some things. I don't want to get into the habit of recapping. I mean, we are a week ahead show here, so uh, I definitely want to stay moving, looking ahead, but this is just too good, (laughs) Um, especially since we've got, you know, evidence. We've got documentation. We've got the recordings of these shows on file to say, you know, here we are a week ahead, two weeks ahead, and we've pinpointed these transits in the sky. We've pinpointed these, um, the movements that the planets are making, how they're going to affect us all in general. And for those who are in the know, for those who have access to, have 
and, and study continuously their natal information, their birth chart, which Mama Dada Astrology um, can help with, then, you know, you're ahead of the game. And so when you go back, you listen to these shows like I did. Um, I'm listening to it more so to critique myself. Uh, but when you listen to these shows, you can just see the the uh, progression of a transit and the progression of these planets it's just, it's, and, and how they move through your houses. We'll get into that later. I've got a special, special treat for um, uh, my faithful listeners because I do have a few listeners I know who have listened to every show so far and they're following along expertly um, the strawberry full moon that was yesterday we talked about that last week and you'll have to go back and listen to the show. Like I said, I, I really don't want to get in the habit of recapping stuff when there's an entire show on the topic. So you'll go back and click on um, the, I believe it was our, uh, the the Mercury Retrograde Edition because the show that ended up being last Saturday was originally recorded on a Wednesday just like today. And the reception was horrible. I do it in the same place every time. Sometimes the perception is impeccable. And sometimes, um, uh, well, that one time, uh, it was very broken up. So I don't see any hands being raised by pressing the number one on your line. So I'm going to assume I'm being heard just fine right now. We're going to press on. Strawberry full moon. Okay, I got to take you all back to the very first show because that was the episode where we talked about the Taurus new moon. The reason why that's powerful and pivotal pivotal as we're sitting here recapping the strawberry full moon is because if, uh, if you listen to that episode, it was the introductory episode welcoming you home to your week ahead. And before I move ahead too far, let me give um, uh, acknowledge the ancestors with an ashe uh, for, without whom I wouldn't even be here. And I have to acknowledge Brother Ampu of MyAstrologyCoach.com and uh, the Ampu Astrology channel here on Blog Talk that you're listening to me on, without whom I also wouldn't be here. So just had to get that in. The new moon in Taurus, like I said, was uh, back then it was it, it was all about values and self-worth. Taurus is the sign that is about money. It, it It's ruled by Venus. So you're talking about money and you're talking about love. It's a, it's a beautiful sign. It's a fixed sign. It's So it's steady and, you know, uh, and that, that was the energy of the new moon in Taurus uh, back on the 17th, but depending on your time zone, it was May 17th, 18th. And I was saying that the seeds and the intentions, even though we, we Mercury was stationing retrograde the same day and it didn't really feel like an energy you could move forward with confidence in, it was a prime energy to begin to uh, reevaluate, review, all these rewords, reorganize, and reevaluate re what you believe about your own worth, about how valuable you are or how valuable you think you are or not, okay? 
Mercury rules behind and Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, is talking about money, love, and values. So then we did a show two weeks later. I didn't know it was going to be two weeks later. The show is supposed to be every Wednesday. When we had the mishap with the recording on that Wednesday, and that reminds me to just check that nobody's hand is up by pressing one to let me know that the recording's going on just fine. Um, But the the full moon here we had just yesterday, it was talking about taking a look at those intentions that were set then. Are you valuable? What are you worth? And with that, intending to do something new, there you have the new moon in Taurus. Here you have the full moon in Sagittarius, which could be a culmination point. All full moons are like a culmination point. It's it's almost like a checkup from the neck up to see what what occurred at the time of the new moon that you either meant it. (laughs) Do you really believe what you said about how worthy you are? Do you really believe what you said about how valuable you are? We're given opportunity here at the full Sagittarius full moon to to look at that. Also, we're looking at short term goals that were set at the new moon in Taurus here two weeks ago, around the seventeenth or eighteenth of May. What what new initiatives, what new goals were you um, moving towards that we can kind of take a look at and see how we're doing? Uh, you're you're basically being when you're talking about an opposition with the full moon and you've got the sun opposing the moon or the moon opposing the sun directly across from 180 degrees away from almost if you were standing in front of somebody and you're in a, an opposing position to them you're directly in front of them that's 180 degrees that's an opposition when it's the sun and the moon involved it's called a full moon Yesterday, we had a full moon in Sagittarius, also called by farmers mostly, I suppose, the strawberry full moon due to this being a time where that is harvested. Um, So you can either look back at the new moon in Taurus and and look at your short-term goals to see where you are in relation to them. You can also go back to the new moon in Sagittarius. This was a full moon in Sagittarius. If you go back six months to November the 22nd of 2014, there was a new moon in Sagittarius. And that would have been a time to sow seeds and intentions for longer-term goals. Just like here two weeks ago at the new moon in Taurus, six months from now, we will have a full moon in Taurus. And any long-term goals, as opposed to short-term goals that you're checking up on now, six months from now, you can check up on your long-term goals when we come to the full moon in Taurus. So I definitely wanted to recap that just because you can go back to these shows, listen to it, and if you weren't on the front end of it, I can't say that it won't do you any good to go back and, and look and listen uh, because these energies are still operational. They're still in effect. Just like I said, if you did set some intentions or goals, I mean, or even if you didn't, it's still not too late. Yes, that powerful energy that was going on at the time that the new moon in Taurus was exact and it was potent would have been a great time to plant seeds of intention or or goals for the future. But if you you didn't get a chance to, 
still go back and listen. Still set your goals and intentions up for six months from now. You got six months. And then with the energy working in your favor, you still have a divine opportunity to get in on this good stuff, okay? So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate. Press 1 on the line. I can open you up. We can talk about it on on the line. Or you can reach me with any general questions about astrology or uh, any spiritual questions that you may have that I could give you some astrological context to. Don't hesitate. Uh, the email address is Adrian A D R I E N N E at myastrologycoach.com, and uh, you can also reach me via the Mama Dada Astrology social website, Facebook Mama Dada Astrology, Twitter Mama Dada Astro. It's Twitter, so you got to cut it off <laughs> instead of astrology all spelled out. It's just Astro. Um, I Like I said, I'm not going to get into the habit of recapping, but the Venus-Saturn trine that I briefly touched on last week that's coming up here Saturday, um, I, I want to go ahead and touch on it real quick because it sets up the week we're covering today. The week we're covering today is Sunday through Saturday, June 7th through the 13th. And uh, I'm just flipping back to make sure I'm still on the air. Um, as a matter of fact, okay, cool. I can hear myself. <laughs> um, Venus, Saturn, Trine. I'm going to recap that because that's still coming up. It's still in the future. It's still in, in, out there. Um, it's on Saturday, but it really sets up this week we're going to discuss with Neptune stationing uh, retrograde and Mercury finally after these past few weeks. Um Stationing direct. And the treat that I have for you guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you so you can snag a friend and tell them to log on, you know, or call in so they have time to catch it. But I've, I, what I'm going to do, since Mercury is going direct, I'm going to go through the houses. If you know your natal or birth chart information and you know which house, what area of life, be it your money and your love house or your you know your communications and short travel house, be it your private life and your your at home house, you know, be it your creativity and your your children God house, you know, uh we're gonna go through that. We're gonna go through the houses with Mercury stationing direct and I'm gonna give you guys a little brief interpretation which is a little snippet, a preview of kind of what Mama Dada Astrology does with um, interpreting the stars for you guys, the planets for you guys. Uh, I'm going to go through that a little bit later. Don't You don't want to miss it. If you're listening to this on the replay, definitely uh, get your, uh, your pad out because you're definitely going to want to jot down some things to pay attention to. Uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, so let me um, – set y'all up for this powerful, powerful week we're coming up on June 7th through June 13th with this Venus-Saturn trine that's going on on the 6th. Go back to last week's show. You'll hear a little more in-depth, uh, way more in-depth about what I'm than what I'm going to go through, but I'll recap it here for you guys. I love it because Saturn and Venus are forming a trine. A trine is a favorable aspect. A trine is a easy, effortless flow of energy. So like I said last week, you're talking about the planet of love and money, Venus, forming an easy, effortless 
aspect to Saturn, the planet of it's, it's Saturn is so many things. It, it to, just off the top, it's lessons and hard work, and it's also the rewards that come as a direct result of learning those lessons and and putting in the hard work. So when I think of a Venus Saturn trine, I mean you know, oh Saturn is also Saturn has a uh, enduring influence to any planet that it touches be it in transit uh, to another planet in transit or be it to tra- in transit to a planet in your natal chart. It's going to have a lasting influence. If you want to, you know, have something stick, when 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 a planet is conjunct or in one of these planets, uh, it's going to l- give it a lasting effect. And I'm sorry if I'm stumbling over my words. I, I'm so excited. I can't get it all out at one time. <laughs> but... You know, Saturn is also serious, and it's. It, it, I have here, you know, uh, seriousness or responsibility in love relationships. If you, you, you know, women in a relationship, committed loving relationship, may find their mate recommitting, you know, to them uh, with an act that denotes that they take this relationship, this love relationship, seriously. You can be on the lookout for stuff like that. Seriousness with money, just like with relationships. Venus is love and money. When you're thinking about seriousness with money, like I said last week, you, you're thinking about budgeting. You're thinking about how you allocate your money and taking a, ser- a more serious look at that. But you can also put that lasting and enduring quality that Saturn brings along with it and, and, and just think about uh you know, recommitting a lasting commitment to, you know, your money and love in whatever way. Taking a more serious look at your finances, buying something beautiful when you, you know, that you're gonna when 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 you're talking about Venus and 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 value, you're talking about buying something that that's you know valuable or beautiful, and then with Saturn, something that you're gonna keep for a long time. You know, this is a good time to buy something like that. That's happening here on Saturday on the 6th. It's not just happening on that day. Up until then, the the energy is building or uh, what astrologers call applying. And then after the 6th, it's going to kind of be waning, but the energy sticks around for a while. So plan something this weekend that, you know, plan it with your family. You know, those, those memories will last a lifetime. Um uh, let's see. Venus is very social, and Saturn is more anchoring. So, uh, what could be on the radar now is shoring up support systems. Support for that's why it's important to know. It's well, it's very valuable to know what area of life, what house these transits are happening in at the moment where Venus forms a perfect 120-degree angle called a trine to Saturn on the 6th, this Saturday, where is that going to be impacting your natal chart? Do you know? I do. (laughs) And with that information, we are able to intentionally, intentionally act intentionally speak, intentionally uh, plant the seeds of actions that will, we're working with these energies. I'm just, all I'm saying is 
I am agreeing with, I am putting myself in line with Venus and Saturn, making a harmonious angle to receive all the good that could come from it. You know, what's, what's, that's all good. There's no downsides to this, you guys. So uh, to whatever degree that you're interested, to whatever degree you would like somebody to help you walk you through it, that's what Mama Dada Astrology is here for um, via my astrology coach. So, I mean, that's how I got hooked up. I didn't realize before I hooked up with my astrology coach uh, how invaluable knowledge of these planets and transits and definitely absolutely your birth chart know thyself astrologically know thyself natally know thyself cosmically know how you fit into this cosmic you know play that is being um, acted out in 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 over the course of millennia you know the same sun that's rising and setting today has been rising and setting since the dawn of time. So it, it ha- it's been telling a story. And you hook up with people like Mama Dada Astrology, you hook up with people like my astrology coach, and, you know, you can you can talk to some people that can help you navigate these stars a little bit if you don't already know. So let me proceed. Let's jump on into the week. Um, oh, I wasn't finished with uh, Venus Saturn trying just to say uh, on a um, – in addition to budgeting, on a financial level, this Venus-Saturn trine favors uh, investment analysis, uh, analysis of of things you could invest in or investments you already have going and how to maybe um, modify those, uh, buying long-term possessions, like I mentioned, and um, obtaining backing, financial support. That's when you're hooking love and money up with Saturn's, you know, lasting influence. This is a good time to obtain financial backing for or other any other backing. Uh, Relationship-wise, it coincides with fostering commitments and spelling out duties in partnerships. Uh, it can be business partnerships. It can be romantic relationships. But this is a really good time to establish some things like that. Um, commitment, devotion, and love relationships. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, I'm reading over a lot of the notes that I have, and it's just all good. Make sure that you're on the right side of this energy. Don't let this uh, Venus-Saturn trine happen on Saturday, and you have the nerve to say you had a bad day, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. All that's out, whether you know about this energy or not, but even more so to know about it, please jump in on the right side of this. That's one of the key things. These there's there is no bad transit. There there is no as much as Mercury retrograde 2015 uh, May 2015 has taken me on a ride. I cannot say that it's a bad thing that it did me any kind of way. It is what it is, and I'm learning how to stay on the right side of these energies, on the positive side of these. Uh, which takes us right into the week. Um, oh, I was recapping Mercury retrograde because I'm going to go through the direct, so I'll talk about that first. Uh, Mercury retrograde, I definitely, when I have misspoken, I will call myself out. Y'all don't have to worry about that. 
the very first show, I gave some out some misinformation on Mercury retrograde simply based on some misinformation I had received, not from my astrology coach, but from uh, just online resources that um, are, are not to be heavily relied upon. That's why I know the error was made. I was able to check and double-check some things. So Mercury stationing retrograde does not, in fact, denote um, the planet slowing down in any way. It does not denote the planet backing up in any way. These are illusions uh, that happen due to our perspective of looking at the sky from the planet Earth. Just like the sun setting, rising and setting, at, at high noon, when the sun appears to be directly above our heads, if you go outside and look up, in all actuality, in fact, it is not above the Earth. It is, in fact, however, in front of the earth when you realize and can verify and look up on your own uh, that the sun is orbiting the earth or earth orbiting the sun. Sorry, guys. But it's not on top. That's my point. It's not on top. Just like a Mercury, the Mercury retrograde does not mean that Mercury is moving backwards. It does not mean Mercury is slowing down. It means that from our vantage point, it appears to be slowing down or moving backwards. And what it actually factually does do is it, the same degrees, there are 360 degrees in a circle. And so, or in the zodiac wheel, if you see, have ever seen a zodiac wheel with the 12 signs, and in each of those 12 signs, you have 30 degrees. Once you do the math, you come up with 360. That gives you um, degrees where these angles come in. You heard me mention earlier with the trine that that's 120 degrees. These planets um, travel through these degrees, such as um, the Mercury retrograde. I gave you all the degrees, so you have to go back and look it up. I didn't transfer it over to today's notes. But the degrees that it was already covering when it was going direct, once it stationed retrograde, it slowed down and it covered uh, some of the same degrees it had already gone over. Now, that that also adds to the illusion that it's going backwards when, in fact, it's not. But it is factually and mathematically crossing over degrees that it has already traveled through. That is a fact. Please do the research. Um, so with that being said, the, the these planets, and namely right now we're talking about Mercury, it will cross over areas of space it has already passed through. Maybe that's where deja vu comes from. Maybe that's why we have a feeling we've been somewhere before, done something before, things are feeling familiar. When you begin to know about uh, these retrogrades, though, you begin to see how you can take divine advantage of going over the same area in space more than once. In actuality, during a retrograde, you're going to go over it three times before the 
planet moves into new territory that it hasn't already been crossing through. I, I really encourage y'all to look it up and get a visual more for what I'm uh, talking to you about. Now, whether you have a visual for it or not, or even understand what I'm saying or not, this is occurring. We've been in it for the last three weeks. Uh, I don't know why I didn't want to bring those dates forward. I guess I was just so excited about going through these 12 houses that uh, it could station direct in your chart through um, because it's my first time doing something like that. Uh, Mercury retrograde tends to bring a certain level of confusion. I call it the what you talking about, Willis, effect, okay, because these, like I said, these degrees you've already lived through that that they're um, Mercury's retrograding back through, you're able to re, Mercury is a planet of communication, of thinking, all mental processes. So this is a divine time to rethink reorganize your mind, reorganize your space, especially if Mercury is retrograding through, let's just say, your fourth house, the fourth house of family and home. You definitely should, during this time, it's not um, going direct till next week, but, yeah, this would have been, this is a, a fine time to anything with an RE in front of it, redoing is favored, and uh, even RE like resting you know, is favored, especially if you're like me. I told y'all that my charts are ruled by Mercury. So anything Mercury's doing, I feel it. And maybe this was a time that you needed to rest and relax your mind. And and um, uh, let's see. So when I say, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I'm meaning, you know, you're going back over. You may even be rethinking some things you said over the last, you know, few weeks. Uh, I really, y'all, I really want y'all to look this up or go back into the last show and get the dates because when you can line it up, I don't know how many of y'all live by a calendar very strictly. I mean, when you start studying astrology, I think your calendar is going to be a, a, a must-have tool so you can line these dates up energies and really get the, uh, the most bang for your buck for knowing all this stuff. I don't know it all for no reason. I have been living the benefits of it. The fact that I am on air talking to you right now is a direct benefit of it. I started, I came across My Astrology Coach Radio a couple of years ago. Y'all will hear the full testimony if you go back to the first show. And I went from listening to, a show, to the show, being a, a, a listener, a faithful listener, and calling in a couple of times and, to speaking with you now about your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. Um, Mercury rules our lower mind as opposed to higher mind. Mercury rules elementary education as opposed to Sagittarius ruled higher education. Uh, Mercury rules short distance travel or local travel or travel within the United States or whatever country you're in as opposed to Sagittarius ruled long distance travel, foreign, foreign, anything foreign and uh, um, and travel outside of your country. Um, let's see. Uh, it, it rules how, how we uh, gather and relay information. I'm talking to you right now about all things Mercury ruled because I want you to get an idea and a concept in your head 
uh, and start to relate these things. I don't. I, I, just because I say it doesn't make it true. You think back over the past couple of few weeks, and we, you got another few days to go in the thick of a Mercury retrograde in one of the signs that it rules, Gemini, and and even more so if it's retrograding in one of your Gemini houses. Gemini rules the third house, and it also rules the sixth house. And it has relations to the ninth house, like I've been going over uh, the uh, Gemini versus Sagittarius, it's higher octave or it's uh, on the zodiac wheel, it's directly opposite. So I sometimes, you know, when I'm working with my clients and stuff and I see things going on, uh, I'll look at opposing houses because they have something to do with it as well, but that's when you get a little bit more into it in advance. So I don't want to confuse y'all. Back to Mercury. Uh, uh, listening is Mercury ruled. If, if Mercury rules communication, yes, listening could be affected in a Mercury retrograde. Any contractual agreement. Uh, during a Mercury retrograde, most astrologers would advise you don't sign anything during a Mercury retrograde, you know, because it may not stick. Uh, Mercury retrograde denotes, like I said, a certain level of confusion, a certain level of mental fogginess when Mercury is not. Mercury is a faster-moving planet. It likes to go ahead. It likes to move direct. And so during a retrograde, it's kind of feeling like it's slowed down. You know, it can't really just go hard like it want to go because it's crossing over some degrees. It's already been through. We're doing this again? What you talking about, Willis? So we're still in that time period right now. Uh, it also rules, like I said, uh, contracts, any kind of really paperwork and documents. Uh, you may, you, Some may have been lost in the mail for you during this time. You may have been waiting on a check, and this is just delay. You still don't know when the check is coming. It may not come until after uh, Mercury stations uh, direct next week. These are all just energetic potentialities for um, the planet Mercury being retrograde. Travel. Uh, y'all know, <laughs> y'all know from the conference, the Norwak conference that I went to, and different things that I spoke on about that and how that affected, you know, travel to the state of Washington um, for that last week, and you know, even but you know, it being retrograde in Gemini, I would think that it would affect more local travel than anything, uh, short distance travel, uh, mail shipping, so. It's kind of, like I said, it's like in a sluggish state. Uh, Decision-making can be a challenging thing during this time. You may, especially when we just had the full moon in Sagittarius with the square to Neptune, so that got triggered, and Mercury was opposing uh, the moon at the time as well. So these were all players in yesterday's full moon in Sagittarius. So decision-making definitely uh, could, could have been a l- even a little bit more than usual. You got Mercury retrograding in its own chatty, <laughs> you know, uh, sign. And then you got a Neptune square with this full moon, and it's just like <laughs> don't uh, the delays and the challenges that uh, were are already real probable with the Mercury retrograde just could have been a little more uh, emphasized this time around if you if you've been following it and have and notice. 
uh, important decision-making, contract signing, launching a new business, not advised during a Mercury retrograde. Uh, I would say even if you have some pretty good aspects because I I had some really – favorable aspects in, uh, that Mercury was making to my personal chart this time around. And I just, I really f- am finding the value in slowing down. Like I said, Mercury rules my chart, so I feel it. When Mercury slows down, I slow down whether I want to or not. And I see the benefit in reworking some things and, and thinking things over. We, we, you, we assume, I guess, most of the time that we just got stuff right on the first try, but it doesn't hurt to go back and look at something, does it? Um, so let's, without further ado, let's go ahead and go through these houses. If you know your chart, you know where Mercury stationed um, retrograde. If, if um, I would like to do it on the air. If you were on the line, I would go ahead and open it up and see if you wanted to find out what house it's in. But that that would be best done off the air. Uh, I see you raised your hand. Uh, I see somebody went ahead and raised their hand. So let me go ahead and open up the line before we start going through the houses just in case. Hello, Peace here on the air with Mama Dada Astrology. Who is calling? Hi. Hi, Mama Dada. This is Pamela from New York. How you doing? I'm doing so wonderfully well. Can you say your name one more time? This is Pamela from New York. Pamela? Yes. Wonderful, Pamela. It's so great to have you on the show. Um, do you have a question? Do you want to comment, jump in on something? What What do you have for us? Well, you know, um, I don't know if it's just me. I know they said it was a solar flare, but I'm feeling a lot of, I know, I'm always feeling energy around me. But I, I, I don't know if you feel that same energy. Um, that was just my comment. But my question is, um, I have a, a planetary position, but it's not from the astrosite.com. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that Neptune is in my, um, let's see what house is that. I don't even know which house is that. You know what? No, I'm not going to ask. I don't know which house it is. <laughs> I just know that. <laughs> It was um, Neptune and Scorpion trying with Cancer. Ah, that's my son, and the son is in that's in my in my sign. But um, I'm sorry, I don't know. What are you kind of wondering about? What if I uh, is it something we've spoken on already? What are you kind of wanting to know about? No, I just you know I spoke with Ansel about some things, and he was you know trying to encourage me, and um, oh. I just it was just, just relationship. I was um, you know, you know what, so you know what's so yeah. funny. Go ahead. I, well, I was going to say our caller last week, Mel, uh, he uh, had mentioned some things on air. And once I got off the line, I actually talked to him a little later, but once I got off the air, I realized it may not have been the Mercury retrograde tripping him up. And I found out that Venus is going retrograde here pretty soon and that we're okay. already coming into the zone of that. So if it's dealing with love, money, it could be that I'd have to look at your chart and be certain, but I mean, when I looked at that in this chart, I said, "Oh no, it wasn't Mercury at all." <laughs> it's, especially when you're talking about chart rulers. Now, if your chart, mm-hmm. if you got Taurus on the ascendant or Libra on the ascendant, your chart is ruled by Venus. So Venus ain't got to do nothing but get in the zone of being retrograde. It doesn't even have to have stationed yet, and you could be feeling the effects just like I just got through saying my chart is ruled by Mercury. So 
when Mercury comes in the zone, baby, I might as well go ahead and start <laughs> packing up <laughs> and getting my reorganization on in my world, immediate world around me, and in my mind and in my heart. So yes. um, if you would, um, I've, I've got your information here. I can see it. Um, we can chat after the show or I, I can send you my email or something like that and we can uh, get a little bit more personal than you probably feel comfortable doing on air. How does that sound? Yes, yes I appreciate okay. that. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, once again, for everybody online on, on air, the uh, email address is adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com. And uh, I'll go ahead and contact you with this number I have uh, when I get off. How about that? Sure, because then I'm going to give you another number, but contact me through this number. Okay, no problem. And I'll go ahead and mute your line again. I did want to thank you for um, speaking up, raising your hand, and coming on the line. I just love talking to y'all, but I just love giving this information too, so I definitely want to finish. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, peace. Oh, wow. I love talking to y'all, so y'all keep it coming. Raise your hand if you have anything. Uh, We're going through the houses with no further ado. If Mercury is stationing direct in your first house, uh, these last few weeks have been a period of readjustment for you. Uh, You may have uh, fat discovered some ways of uh, fitting your newfound leadership or, or uh, new and improved natural leadership abilities. Um, and that's going to even firm up. Y'all got to realize this about a Mercury retrograde and Mercury stationing direct. When it's stationed direct like it is going to be doing on next week, on the slope. Let me give y'all that date because I want to be accurate. It is June the, uh, hold on, hold on, station and direct, the 11th. The 11th. Mercury is stationing um, direct. I'm going to give the central standard time uh, 5.33 p.m. on the 11th. That's next Thursday. The moon will be in Aries. So, I mean, usually when the moon is in Aries and definitely still, you know, new initiatives and all that stuff, depending on where it's falling in your chart. But know this about Mercury stationing direct. Just because it's starting to go forward doesn't mean that all is back to normal just in that instant. It's only stationing direct to go forward back through the same degrees it just went backwards in. Only once it has gotten out of the area of space that it went backwards in are you what I like to call home free. (laughs) You know, that's a loose term, but that's a good idea to put with it to say, uh, it's stationing direct on the 11th, but until the 27th of June, I would still be on the lookout for some residuals and the fact that you're going back over these same areas of space or Mercury is in your chart, um, and that's why it pays to know your chart because you can know in advance what's going on. Uh, the first house is how you come across the people. It's leadership. It's, you know, please look up some of these keywords for these houses so you'll know how it's going to affect you. Um, 
some changes uh, that you're you're making. You're having to rethink some things as it regard is as it relates to the first house. Uh, the changes, some of those changes may be momentary, but some are going to last. That's one of the benefits of doing something one, two, three times or thinking about something more than one time is that you get divine inspiration and the divine opportunity to uh, to do something even better the second and third time around. Uh, moving to the second house, the second house is ruled by Venus. Um, so we're talking about Love and money. It's the Taurus house. So here you got these past three weeks of taking a uh, another look at your love and your money and your values. You may have experienced a greater level of confusion than you uh, would have liked to experience, but that's on its way out. Okay, as of the 11th, you can get back to what you were doing with a bit more confidence and a sense of purpose. You know, these roadblocks you've been experiencing, maybe with your money, maybe in the area of love, you can now go ahead and throttle up and, and get some real speed going on it. But give it, like I said, give it a while. Give it to the 27 before, you know, you want to move forward in love. You got all excited because, you know, you redid some, you rethought some things in the area of love or maybe your money and you're real excited, that's great. Hold your excitement. Let that fuel you forward, but just don't expect these drastic changes that be occurring right now. Give it give it until the 27th to go ahead and get some fire up under it, okay? Um, you're able to really, you know, chart a, a more sure course at this point based on the insight and wisdom you've gained over these past few weeks. Um Let's see, oper- yeah, money, money, business operations, uh, going to be smoother sailing with the money and the love uh, after the 27th, okay? I'm going to go ahead and just stick with the 27th to say that. When I advise my clients, and I'm talking about a retrograde zone, just don't even play, you know? Wait to start your new initiative. Wait to put all that energy just and excitement behind it. Or I'll say this, because I wouldn't say wait to put all your energy behind it, but I'll say don't be disappointed if the changes aren't happening today when you're considering, you know, this lingering effect that Mercury's going to have as it gets out of this area of space it's already gone through. Third house is is the Gemini house. It's ruled by Mercury. So you're talking about Mercury going retrograde. I spoke on it earlier in a rich in a Mercury house, and so yeah, um, you've had that. This is the one I actually misread the other one. Uh, this is the house where you've had a few weeks of of greater confusion, and, and you're getting back to being more confident in your sense of purpose. And I apologize, I read that for the second one. The second one was more about. The second house, your money house, was more about uh, delays in financial matters. I spoke on it, but I I read notes from the third one. Delays in financial matters, um, they could have been annoying, but the the resolution that uh, you're coming to by way of your money and love, uh, it'll, it'll benefit you in the long run for sure. So don't fret. Um, I know the full moon may have caught some people. <laughs> it may have shown a light and revealed some things. People, you know, that, that even have, like I said, Mercury was involved with that as well. So uh, just 
take heart and know that it's it's getting better. It's on the way. Better times are on. Like I said earlier, family and home. Uh, so you know, we're, you you may be turning a corner. It also denotes your inner life, your private life. Tenth house is directly opposite on the wheel is your public house, public responsibility, public life. Fourth house is your inner private life, just you, yourself, and you, <laughs> me, myself, and I. Um, so you may be fine. You may have been fine tuning. Uh, some things on the inside, you know, some internal troubleshooting and introspection here, even more so than everybody else. I, I feel like Mercury retrograde is already a time for that, but even more so here in the fourth house, even more so in your home. Maybe you've been rethinking some things as it pertains to your home, and it's 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 getting better, y'all. It's easing up. I know this has probably been a, a doozy for some of y'all, but I promise it's getting better. Uh, maybe some delays and detours and slowdowns, uh, but they, they're only temporary delays, y'all. It's temporary. So um, fifth house, fifth house is your, it's um, ruled by the sun. It's your Leo house. And it rules some of the keywords for the fifth house are children, uh, creativity, fun, games, romance, dating. So uh, if Mercury was or is retrograding in your fifth house, it'll be stationing direct. So now some people, you have to look at your chart. Maybe at the time Mercury started stationing retrograde, it was in your fourth house, and it backed on up into, uh, it may have been into the early degrees of your fourth house and backed on up into the late degrees of your third house. So that would be, like I said, if you know your chart, you're familiar with your chart, you've already hooked up with Mama Dada Astrology, and and you check in with me every week, and we, you know, you know where this stuff is happening at, then you, as I'm going through these houses, you you know, you can listen out for your house and pick up on that. If you're listening out for a partner or someone else whose chart you're studying, that it can help with that too. Uh, projects, it rules creative projects. Um, some of the, uh, you know, provisional projects you may have been working on during this time or just since it wasn't a really good time to move forward with creative projects, maybe here in the last few weeks you've been um you know, going over some things, redoing some things as it relates to creative projects. Well, here now that it's going to be stationing direct, uh, you're going to be able to see some final directions uh, being made with these projects, and you're going to be able to see yourself starting to actually move forward and, and see some manifestation in the fruition of the, the hard work that you've been doing by going over some of these projects and rethinking them that is paying off. Um, some distractions you may have had if you're a creative writer or a creative artist in any way, uh, creative in any way, you may have noticed um, maybe just some delay in moving forward. Maybe you have been having writer's block or something like that. All that is getting pushed aside to the degree that you've taken this divine opportunity to identify these distractions to your creativity. You, It's you know, going to be a thing of the past. I mean, these these retrogrades and these transits, they happen as a favor to us. We may not see it at the time, but 
it, we're the better for it if we can gain that insight and perspective and not just be mad the whole time or just pissed off and in a bad mood and everybody better watch out for you until, you know, the planet goes direct again. <laughs> That's not cool. So what you're talking about, Willis, indeed on that. Uh, yeah, follow through the, the creative ideas, the, the ones that are looking like winners, follow through on those, um, you know, here over the next until it's all the way um uh, out of the zone and see where it takes you. Um, it hasn't. I just want to encourage you. It hasn't been a waste of time. So, sixth house. Sixth house is another Mercury ruled house. It's the Virgo house. That's your work and your health house. Um, it also rules actually enemies. <laughs> I believe. Uh, no, seventh house is open enemies, but. Uh, I wonder what kind of enemy success is. I know it has a relation to enemies. Um, but once again, p- please Google search it. Uh, I won't say Google. I'll say web search it <laughs> and uh, and do some research on your own. There's so many astrology books, y'all. I, I can't even just say look online anymore because these books are the truth, uh, you know, uh, preferably, hopefully, it's a black-owned bookstore, maybe that you can find a book and order it through, and they can, you know, let you just pay the wholesale or whatnot. You never know what kind of deal you can get. Just talk to your local black-owned bookstore and and get you some of the get your get your astrological library game up like my, like we are over here at Mama Dada Astrology. Um, so we're dealing with your workhouse, uh, another Mercury ruled house. So I mean, if 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 Mercury was stationing retrograde or going direct in your sixth house, you like the, someone whose chart is ruled by Mercury or someone who had it going through their third house, another Mercury ruled house. You probably really went through it or been going through it. So please be encouraged that this energy is about to give you a uh, a break. Um, You've you've been doing some resorting, uh, maybe reduplicating something. Maybe you done had to work something out like me doing the show. I I did the show Wednesday. It didn't take. I had to redo it on Saturday. Maybe you've had to redo some work a couple of times. It's okay. It's it's building you up and strengthening us. How about that, you know? Uh, Look at the bright side of it. But after all this, Definitely here with I'm going through Mercury stationing direct through the houses. So these this is what you can when it stations direct on the 11th from then to the 27th when it's out of the zone the retrograde zone from the 11th through the 27th you're going to start to see life picking back up in these 12 areas of life that you may have felt slowdown in, you may have felt the confusion in, you may have felt the delays in, okay? So um, definitely when it pertains to your work uh, and working with others, the work you do with others, uh, just all you got to do right now, you take this time from the 11th through the 27th, put some finishing touches on these new approaches that you may have to work and health. You've been on, you know, you've been uh, considering some things in in the area of health. You're going to see, you know, you've been, well, I've been trying to start this new lifestyle program. I've been trying to start this detox program. I've been, 
and it hasn't really been taken that good during this Mercury retrograde, watch here from the 11th through the 27th. It ease up a bit on you, and you these these attempts and these goals that you're having at these new approaches in work and health, you'll see that start to um, iron itself out in your favor. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, you're gonna have a general sense of well-being that follows this follows in behind this unease that you kind of may have been experiencing from this uncertainty when it comes to work and health, and you're going to get back to your healthy glow um, that comes from knowing where you've been here in the last few weeks, you know, what you've been going through, and now you have a new for where you're going. It, 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 has, it hasn't been happening for no reason. There are blessings upon blessings that are awaiting, especially those who are in the know. Like I know all you guys are because y'all listening, y'all taking notes, and y'all going to be ready a week ahead of time for everything coming up. Um, since it's a Mercury-ruled house, you know, you definitely had more chance for missed or mixed messages. Um, those are going to start to be clarified, and everybody's going to start to kind of get on the same page and agree to what um, – what should be going on next? So look forward to that. That was the sixth house. We're halfway through, guys. I'm t- I'm t- take you on home with seven through twelve. Let me make sure nobody's got their hand up. Okay, I do see a hand up, and I'll go ahead and take you. Let's let's see what we got here. It looks like the same number. Is this Pam again? Um, is this caller Pam? Okay, and 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 if you press one or maybe it didn't go away, uh, that's no problem. So we'll take it on home from the. I hope that's not a caller trying to tell me that I'm not being heard or something of that nature. So seventh house. Let's ride this thing on out, y'all. Because. I think this is trying to tell me the show is going to be over. Um, the call-in number is area code 818-369-0368. Um, I must have said this for the wrong time, y'all. I tried to do it for an hour. or may- It's been an hour, y'all. Oh, my goodness, time flies when you're having fun getting ahead of these energies. I'm going to finish it out. 818 818- Three six nine zero three six eight. If you're online, it's gonna cut you off. But call in. You don't have to get on the air. Just call in. It automatically mutes you. Eight one eight three six nine zero three six eight. And you continue to listen to the show. And unfortunately, you have about thirty seconds to do it. Um, about thirty seconds to do it. Because if you call in after it cuts off, it'll just tell you you have to wait till the next show. So it looks like. That's about it, guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go through this because if you're listening to it on the replay, I know if it's Mercury is stationing direct through your 7th um, through 12th houses, you want to know what I, I'm going to say next. So let's ride this out, y'all. I'll know for next time. i got to be quicker. <laughs> um, 7th house, that's your partnership house. That's your Libra house. Like your second house of Taurus, your Libra house, your seventh house is ruled by Venus, the money and love planet. The, um, on the Taurus end, 
it's more the money. On the Libra end, it's more the love and the relationship, love relationships and partnerships, business partnerships as well. Um, uh, business, yeah, it's a business house for sure. Um, so you know, we're coming around the bend towards a greater clarity after a few weeks, kind of unwelcomed or unasked for change in the area of relationships and business partnerships. You may have noticed. And so uh, please realize that there's no nobody to blame. There's no finger pointing going on. When you're talking about Mercury retrograde, hey, we're all, uh, we're all subject to um, mixed messages, missed messages, throw a Neptune square on it, and, I mean, the 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 possibility and probability of of confusion, of deception, of illusion, seeing things that aren't even really there, um, is high. So please, please be be gentle with yourself while this retrograde is still going on and we're still not out the zone yet. And be gentle with others in your one to one contacts and relationships. Um, I'm not taking anybody off the hook. Um, but I am just putting that out there because it's a real thing. This is this is actually one of the areas of the chart that, that I was um, experiencing the Mercury retrograde in. So I speak from experience. Um, you know, going forward in your partnerships and relationships, this was definitely a wake-up call to keep your eye on the ball, so to speak, and nothing else, not the pitcher, not the umpire, not the people in the stands. Keep your eye on the ball. Keep the main thing the main thing and stay focused on what um, any relational or partnership business issues that you have, stay focused on what the issues are and not personality. Um. You definitely want to resolve any differences that have come up during this time in your relationships and partnerships. Uh, that's the that's a surefire way to to guarantee um, that your relationship is going to be strengthened. Is that you take these times of difficulty and confusion and sluggishness and all that, and you actually gain something from it, and not just you know don't that there are no throwaway people. <laughs> As a, definitely a life lesson of mine, but I know that for certain now there are no throwaway people, uh, especially when you have a common goal together. Get you a, if it's a partnership, you already inherently a business partnership. You inherently have a common goal, but hopefully, especially in a love relationship, you know it, that's that that's that keeping your eye on the ball thing, making sure that you have a focus and a goal in your relationships and partnerships. Um, that can help you navigate your way through the rest of this Mercury retrograde period, and y'all will be the better for it after uh, after the 27th and, and you're out of the zone. Um, I will say this. <laughs> the knowledge and information and wisdom that you've come into about relationships and partnerships here over the last few weeks uh, definitely um, – Definitely keep an eye on it. I'll put it like that. Keep an eye on it. We're not out of the woods yet. So here from the 11th through the 27th, Mercury station in directing your seventh house. Keep an eye um, 
on what you've learned here over the last few weeks regarding partnerships and relationships. Eighth house. Eighth house is your Scorpio house. It's ruled by Pluto, the planet of deep and utter transformation, utter, U-T-T-E-R, utter. <laughs> deep and utter and total transformations. Uh, Pluto, Scorpio, that's the, the phoenix rising from the ashes. It's the death and rebirth. It's the it's the caterpillar that turns into a butterfly because once it's a butterfly, you know, you don't see this, you don't look at a butterfly and think of a caterpillar, you know. So um, I, I just want you all to get that in your head about eighth house and Pluto and how Mercury uh, stationing direct in it could be affecting you if, it's, if you know that it's going through the eighth house of your chart. Uh, complexities, it's, it's a deep house. It's a deep sharing house. And so complexities and contradictions in your, it, it's a, the house of other people, um, not just in business and partnerships and relationships like the seventh house, but I mean people that you have a, a, a deep um, tie or connection to, other people's money even in general, bonuses, uh, like a lottery win would kind of fall in the eighth house. It's not money you earn. It's is other people's money. Uh, so complexities and contradictions begin to clear up. Maybe you've been waiting on a settlement check or uh, maybe there's an inheritance that you've been, you know, paperwork has gotten mixed up or delayed. That's what this, when I, before I even went through the houses and I was talking about the potentialities of a Mercury retrograde, when you're talking about the eighth house of other people's money, these are some things you can see. Um, uh, you've had an opportunity to kind of uh, review some things about money you make and get in versus other people's money and, and how that affects your lifestyle and your legacy. Eighth house is the house, house of legacies because you're talking about you, you're talking about inheritances and things of that nature. Um, I will say this: if you need to borrow money. Um, Mercury stationing direct in your eighth house, you should be fine after between the 11th and the 27th, definitely beyond that. But you should start to to see that ease up if you haven't been having any difficulties moving forward in that area. Uh, but you may also find that, um, you know, this period of reevaluating your resources, be it your money or other people's money, that you actually have everything you need to uh, tap into uh, uh, you've actually got everything you need to, to to discover a new way to tap into resources or, or money. So uh, the brilliant ideas that have seemed elusive are definitely starting to feed back through that mental pipeline. Uh, the, the, the mercury energy stationing direct is going to sh- start to straighten all that out. But you'll still see, like I said, until it uh, gets out the zone, you may still need to do a little sorting out before you see the fruition of these efforts. Uh, just put every, you know, any obstacles that, you, that you've come up against, over here over the last few weeks, just put them behind you and press on because the rewards are ahead, okay? Three more houses, y'all. Ninth house is the 
Sagittarius house. It's ruled by Jupiter, the planet of expansion, the planet of growth, the planet of advancement, the planet of religion and spirituality, philosophy, higher learning. I spoke on this a little earlier when I was talking about its opposite sign, Gemini, in the third house. Um, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's all about the bigger picture. If, if third house is short distance travel and things here local, ninth house is definitely not only about broad, abroad in the sense of physical distance, but broad in terms of our thinking. It's a thinking axis, the third and the ninth, the Gemini and the Sagittarius. It's it's a mental axis. So here in the last few weeks with Mercury being retrograde, you may have experienced a little uncertainty about the big picture. Maybe you weren't seeing the big picture quite as clearly as you normally do or normally would um, if Mercury would, when Mercury was going direct and will be again. But you, what you can look forward to is uh, uh, definitely the opportunity to impact your surroundings. Um, more than you think, if you choose to, but uh, correcting details, that's been a part of it, uh, the the minutiae, the Mercury retrograde period, you're going over these details over and over that affect the overall plan. So you may have felt a little out of your element, especially with Mercury being in Gemini. And, and, you know, that Sagittarian influence that you normally would have had with it being retrograde, you may have had to deal with the smaller details as opposed to the bigger picture more than you would have wanted to, but even that was for your benefit and for a reason. Um, You know, put that behind you, like I've been saying with um, the other houses, so you can return to your former path that you were on with the steadier hand on the helm. You know, uh, Sagittarius is the is their motto is I perceive. They're some of the seeingest people in the zodiac. So um, don't don't uh, you know fret. Your sense of 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 seeing the big picture and seeing things in the longer term are starting to as of the eleventh to return to you, and and just know that okay. Tenth house is uh, your corn house. It's ruled by Saturn, that very same Saturn I was talking about earlier that talks about lasting influences and career. It's the highest point of your chart as opposed to the fourth house, which I told you was uh, the lowest point. So that's private and inner. Tenth house is public and career, and it's how you're seen, not as in, in the first house aspect, but in the career and how and how you are seeing it through that lens. Um, it also kind of rules self-promotion, and, and, and you may have been ha- had a self-promotion marketing, you know, uh, campaign plan, and here comes Mercury Retrograde co- going through your 10th house, and, and it may have had to, uh, it may have gotten a bit tangled up here in the past few weeks. But the change winds are blowing if Mercury is coming direct in your 10th house, and you'll find it definitely um, easier to navigate your way through whatever career plans you uh, that have gotten a little muddled up here in the past few weeks. You're going to see that uh, definitely ease up. 
And then as far as public speaking in the 10th house, uh, you're going to see that, you know, when you are clear in your public communications, as clear as you can be in a Mercury retrograde, but definitely as it's going direct and you're gaining that momentum in the area of your 10th house, um, clearing up that confusion or any confusion, it'll clear other things up. Um, 11th house. You really have had the last few weeks to find out about your friends, huh? I, it reminds me of that TLC song, What About Your Friends? <laughs> you know, you've had a chance here over the past few weeks to find out what about your friends. Will they let you down? Will they be around, you know? So uh, it's maybe required you to spend some time pinning down just who your real friends are. Uh, maybe there have been some misplaced expectations. Um, that have caused delays in your, I didn't tell y'all what the 11th house was. I apologize. I'm so excited. I jumped right in it. 11th house is your Aquarius house. It is ruled by Uranus, the planet of sudden and unexpected change, the planet of reversals, planet that rules lightning and um I love Uranus, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it rules electronics and astrology. So um, that's the house I'm talking. It rules friends. It rules friends, groups, networks, you know, uh, connections that you're a part of on a larger scale than maybe your third house, kind of people you deal with, the mailman and all that. 11th house is on a much broader scale. Um you know, you've definitely had a time to separate the wheat from the chaff when it comes to who is really in the game of your life, who is really on your team, who's really with you, you know, who's really with you. <laughs> um, definitely, while it's, you know, still retrograde before it goes direct here on the 11th, you'll be able to uh, really nail down the connections that you've established, reestablished, and uh, the the people, the and and the messages that may have gotten in the way. You'll be able to clear those up with the people who really matter. That's important because you, when when Mercury goes direct out of your eleventh and it goes into your twelfth, and I'm talking to you people whose Mercury is going direct in your eleventh right now, specifically. When it Mercury gets into the 12th house, and here you have Mercury in the house, which I'll talk about next, um, ruled by Neptune, which, you know, can be confusion and illusion and deception, it will have benefited you to have a retrograde in your 11th house and really know who you can count on, and then you'll have less to worry about when you're going through. You have a shoulder to lean on when you need one when Mercury goes through your 12th, so... This was all was not lost in a Mercury retrograde. Uh, the, uh, you have some friends hanging around to provide some focus and serve as a radar when things get a little foggy for you. And that leads us into the last house, guys. I hope it was the treat that I wanted it to be for y'all because uh, I know knowing where Mercury retrograded and station directs in my chart is just it's been an invaluable tool. When you see these delays and confusion and sluggishness and communications and travel, you're less frustrated because you already know what's going on. Um, it helps. Twelfth house, your Neptune house. It's your Pisces house. Um, 
uh, it rules spirituality. It rules confined places of confinement like jails and hospitals. Um, and so definitely if communication has kind of left you a little hazy and foggy and clueless here from the 11th through the 27th, you can start, you know, um, being able to rely a little more on the, the messages that you're receiving. Uh, um, I, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't, you know, tie myself down with this being such a sensitive house. Um, you still are so susceptible, especially with it being retrograde in Gemini. Uh, you're still susceptible to some disillusionment and things of that nature, especially when you're dealing with this house so... Um, I would definitely wait till more after the 27th if you find out or know that it's going through your 12th house and let that fog clear even more so uh, just because things could just still be going on without your knowledge and it's better safe than sorry uh, with this particular um, transit in this particular house. We're done with Mercury direct through the houses, and I just will touch on, I know we're already um, about 18 minutes over. I don't want to get in the habit of going over too long. Uh, So I'll touch on Neptune retrograde here before we go. Uh, June 12th, that is, I believe, next Friday of Venus Day. Neptune is stationing retrograde, and at 4 in the morning, Central Standard Time, and it's going to be retrograde through the 18th of November. That's when it stations direct. It doesn't leave the zone until March 8th. Let me give you these dates so you're clear. You can write it down. Neptune retrograde, it went into the retrograde zone back on February 19th, okay? That's when people whose charts are ruled by Neptune, if you're a Pisces ascendant, Pisces rising, uh, your charts ruled by Neptune, you may have already, you may already know a little bit about what I'm going to mention before we go. But we got into the zone on the 19th of February. It's stationing retrograde on the 12th here on Friday, and it stations direct. It's going to be retrograde all the way from June 12th until November 18th. Okay, that's when it stations direct. And then March the 8th of 2016 is when it leaves the retrograde zone. I'm going to give you a a brief information on that, and then I'm going to mention just something about the Neptune transit that could be happening to your birth chart. Once again, Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E at myastrologycoach.com. You can get with Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, it's Mama Dada Astrology. And on Twitter, it's Mama Dada Astro. Because you might want to know what transits are happening to your natal planets when it comes to this Neptune. You may have already been experiencing some things here as I just briefly give you a synopsis on it, and it'll make make a lot more sense. You know how it's affecting your chart. Uh, Neptune retrograde is going to definitely give you some heightened sensitivity, some heightened receptivity. Neptune is a very spiritual planet. Neptune is very sensitive. It's very illusionary. It rules the imagination. 
and we know how sensitive that can be. Um, and during a time it's retrograde, that receptivity and sensitivity is, can be much, much more acute during this time, okay? So if you're already a very spiritual, sensitive person, you pick up on other people's, you know, energies during a time like this, uh, beware. <laughs> uh, we're allowed during the time of a Neptune retrograde, we're allowed to see far more than is possible. And I'm talking about spiritually speaking here than when Neptune is direct, okay? Your 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 sensitivities, unlike kind of how when Mercury, when Mercury turns direct again after being retrograde, it's kind of back in its full speed and, you know, feeling good. Neptune, when it's retrograde, that's when it's, you know, the, the awareness, the heightened sensitivity of the spirituality is heightened even more acutely uh, when it's uh, retrograde as opposed to being direct. You may hear, I, I've heard it said uh, from somebody's experience that, um, what did she say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just saying that, um, I just uh, put in my notes what she said. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, she was saying that some people may not be aware of the heightened sensitivity during the retrograde ability, uh, period. But what they may notice is that once it stations direct, they may notice that their in their abilities seem to diminish. You may not notice till it goes back direct how sensitive that you were. Um, but maybe for those who already are more sensitive, like I said, or if your chart rolls by Neptune, you've already been feeling it. Um, you're more insightful during this time. Um, you've got an inner vision that bestows upon you a, a more insightfulness and perspective on, on different matters. Um, we're more astute in our feelings on picking up and perceiving things that are normally elusive. Um, it's easier during this time to to ascertain information about issues that have that eluded us maybe while Neptune was direct. So there, these are. It's not a bad. It's not bad. That's why I, I just want us to gain a higher perspective on what's going on with these energies and when they go retrograde and things like that because it's not a bad thing. You actually have a divine opportunity for some very powerful gifts and some very powerful energies to access. So um, it's definitely an essential time during a Neptune retrograde that we do something about the problems that we pick up on. We're not just extra sensitive for no reason. The sensitivities that we're picking up on during this time, it's a divine opportunity to do something about them, okay? Uh, because when Neptune does go direct, if we have not used that sensitivity and heightened awareness to do something about what we pick up on, uh, those problems can definitely worsen once Neptune goes direct and those uh, heightened sensitivities uh, is no longer there. Uh, you definitely want to work more so on an internal level while Neptune is retrograde. Uh, that way you won't be so plagued by feelings of disillusionment or vague dissatisfaction. Uh, when you're feeling disillusioned, 
you know, you probably don't want to, uh, you know, be all out and about as much per se. Like I said, it depends on how it's impacting your chart. So that that's very uh, specific and personal words of wisdom. Um, you definitely want to listen more to your inner voice during this time uh, so that you can definitely see more of what is going on around you. Um, if you don't necessarily feel like you have heightened sensitivity or all that, definitely just because, you know, Neptune is retrograding and you have access to that, you know, practice being listening a lot more than you speak during a time such as this and listening more so to yourself than anyone else during this time. That way you can see more of what's going on around you. You can pick up on some things and utilize it for your benefit and the benefit of all. Um, make sure that you talk about what you're feeling and sensing and absorbing now because it can, if you like I said, if you're sensitive, you can feel overloaded at this time. So make sure you're unloading some of what you're feeling and sensing and absorbing so you can, uh, you know, let, let that off. Uh, high sensitivity can be, it can be a, a asset or a lot and a liability. So make it work for you. And in keeping with that, I would say definitely during this time, chemicals, uh, drugs, stimulants, that's my word on it, avoid them, especially uh, when you're talking about a time where you're wanting to for sure protect yourself spiritually, psychically, energetically speaking from associating with people who have addictive personalities, stay away from them, at least until March of next year. And I don't mean that, obviously, but what I'm saying is keep a healthy distance. Love them from a distance. It'll it'll be for your own good. Um, psychic attractions, uh, people who are overwhelming and drain your energies, energy vampires, love them from a distance until March of next year, and I'm serious. Um, uh, wearing black, wear, uh, carrying your uh, black tourmaline stones, crystals, it's a definitely a time to break those babies out if you haven't been um, uh, carrying your crystals. I keep my crystals on me, but, you know, add to it if you... Uh, have some, if you only have one or a couple, add to your tourmaline collection, and that's going to help funnel off negative energy and psychic attack. Uh, I can give you some further insight with that, you know, uh, which pockets to put it in, what those mean, and how to carry them, different stuff like that. But that, that definitely works. Um if you're fit, if you notice that you're feeling a little paranoid during this period, like I say, you may just just don't freak out. You may just be being that sensitive, picking up on that much from your external environment. Okay, um, and definitely, if you want to use this energy to your advantage, this is an excellent period for using, utilizing, and cultivating your psychic perceptions. Uh, if you're already a sensitive person, spiritual person, you're going to notice you're even more intuitive. You're even more insightful. So you utilize that to your advantage and the advantage of all, okay? Um, 
I'm not going to go into the transits. I will just mention that in this time period from June the 12th through, I'm going to say until it leaves the retrograde zone on March of next year, here September 16th or 17th, Neptune is going to oppose Jupiter in Virgo, okay? Uh, yes, Jupiter is in Leo now. It'll be in Virgo during that time, and Neptune is going to be opposing Jupiter. So uh, start now establishing boundaries. I'm telling you about this psychic attack and the energy of vampires and this Titan sensitivity. Make sure that you're now setting up bound, healthy boundaries and establishing that in your life because when you're talking about um, Neptune opposing Jupiter, it could um, definitely be problematic. I may, I, I'll more than likely touch on that during a week ahead episode later on, closer to September 16th and 17th. Um, and then October 6th through 7th, you've got Neptune opposing Mars in Virgo, okay? So you, uh, I definitely just would quickly say don't listen to any discouragement, you know, uh, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I'll say that for both of those. And it looks like I'm going to go ahead and close out there, you guys. I don't want to belabor any points. And, you know, we're going to be back at it next Wednesday doing it again. Um, And I love y'all. I'm here to serve. Uh, I've given out my contact information a few times. So check us out, Mama Daughter Astrology. See y'all next week. Peace.